I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through our rapid review of round three, a sensational round of footy, a couple of upsets, a couple of ones that I didn't see coming either. We're going to have a heap of um, reviews on the Bloke in a Bar podcast, recording that in a couple of hours. That'll be available over the next few days, including some really interesting stats showing just how good this competition is this year. It's the closest competition we've had in a decade so far. Drop those numbers on the Rugby League Guru podcast earlier today. So if you haven't listened already, go and have a listen to that. Some very crazy numbers there. Um, Now, this week, really interesting that five of the eight teams that won actually missed more tackles than their opposition, which I thought was really interesting. The Warriors, they beat the Tigers. They missed 20 more tackles. The Bunnies beat the Chooks. They missed 13 more tackles. The Panthers beat the Knights. They missed 12 more tackles than Newcastle. So credit to Newcastle. They only missed 16 tackles uh, whilst missing one player for the vast majority of that game. Uh, The Parramatta Eels, they missed 44 tackles to the Melbourne Storms, 32. The Cowboys, they missed 47 tackles, the most missed tackles of the weekend, but knocking over the Broncos, who missed 38. Uh, So, yeah, five out of the eight teams that won this weekend missed more tackles in their opposition, which uh, might be something I have to keep an eye on, but I can't imagine why that would be. Very interesting stat there. Let's move to the first game of the week. The Dragons taking on the Sharkies in horrendous conditions down there at Wollongong. Why on earth the NRL chose to play this one in Wollongong is beyond me. Thursday night, 8 p.m., you've got the Dragons taking on the Sharks, and you play this game an hour south where the vast majority of their fan bases live. Just makes no sense to me, this one. Uh, but really poor conditions in Wollongong. The Sharkies, though, they look sensational. They led 18-0 after 35 minutes. Should be noted, uh, it was nil all the 18th minute before Jaden Sewer got sim in. So the second week in a row that Sewer has been sim in. And in my opinion, it did cost them this game. This is where the Sharkies really started to get on the front foot. And if you give this team an opportunity, they are like the other top teams in this competition. They are going to make you pay. They are just electric on both edges. Uh, and it really is head 
headlined by Nico Hines. I think there is very little argument that he isn't um, the by the year so far. He has been sensational. Absolutely love watching him play. Uh, Will Kennedy came up with a huge play holding Ben Hunt up. That was a massive one as well. Uh, Jack Bird scored a brilliant try off Benny Hunt running a great line. The Dragons, they are a decent footy side. Yeah, I'm not writing them off off the back of this game. I genuinely just think the Sharks are one of those top-tier teams. When you get a sin bin against one of those top-tier teams, they are going to make you play. Shout-out to Blake Braley. He's having a sensational season as well. Set up a good little try here. I think it's his best season he's had so far in first grade. Uh, Nico Hines, he closed the account with a brilliant try as well. A great game from Nico Hines. As I said, for me right now, definitely the buy of the year. Uh, the Warriors knocked over the Tigers 16-12 to despite missing more tackles. The New Zealand Warriors, a uh, really scrappy game. Two props scored. There was three out of four tries off kicks. This was a bit of a shit fight, to be honest with you. Um, I thought Jock Madden had a really good game. I'm really impressed with him despite a loss. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just... I felt like I was watching this game and I was waiting for someone to lose it rather than waiting for someone to win it. Uh, when Ken Mamalo... Sorry, when Montoya went off uh, with 10 minutes to go, I thought, okay, the Tigers will get it done here. Somehow they didn't manage to. Very, very disappointing for them. I, as soon as Montoya went off, I thought, okay, there it is. I've been waiting for someone to lose this game. It's going to be the Warriors. Somehow the Tigers didn't manage to put it together, which is very disappointing. Credit to the Tigers. They only missed 10 tackles, which was the lowest of the entire round. So some positive to take out of that. Oliver Gildart looked great. 200 metres, two line breaks, very strong. Uh, Dane Laurie wasn't his best game. But the criticism that he's getting from that I've seen online is fucking ridiculous. Uh, people saying to drop him from the team. Are you fucking kidding? He's one of, if not your best player. He's sensational, Dane Laurie. Had an off game. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he will come good. Warriors, look, I, I'll be honest with you. I didn't think they were incredibly impressive. They won this game. It's good to see. It's their first win of the season. It's fantastic. They are missing troops. They're trying to work out new combos. They're missing Sean Johnson. Uh, they will get better. But um, they were probably lucky they were playing the Tigers, in my opinion, because they really did didn't play that well. Scored both their tries off kicks, then a couple of penalty goals. Uh, had a couple of opportunities that they couldn't quite um, come through with in this game as well. But yeah, as I said, really scrappy game. Not really a heap to take out of this one for me. Two pretty disappointing sides. Uh, the Rabbitohs versus the Roosters. Great game this one. Bunnies 28 to the Roosters 16. Uh, the Bunnies halves are improving. I thought that would be a really good game for Elias to get some confidence out of. As much as he's not braining it yet, it's a win. It's a win against the Roosters. He had a hand in a try. Very good. That try that he had a hand in uh, was Cam Murray. He was the best player of round three for me. He was incredible, Cam Murray. Huge captain's knock there. I think the Roosters will be very disappointing. They conceded some very, very soft tries in that game. First one, I think the, the, the one that Murray scored that Radley missed. I haven't ever seen Radley do that, to be honest with you. It's very disappointing. Satili Tupanua was very disappointing as well in defense. Uh, Colin Montungi, who had a great game, as did Jai Arrow, too. The, the, the two edges for South Sydney really gave it to uh, Satili Tupanua. We saw Angus Crichton use as a middle forward. It'll be interesting to see if Robbo continues with that. You've obviously got Nat Butcher, who's going to hold down the fort there. Satili, who is just so damaging on that edge, but in defense, he needs to get his shit sorted. And Angus, he can play edge or middle and be as destructive. I thought Joey Marnie was sensational for the Sydney Roosters. Uh, he's a premier centre in our game and just you can just give him the ball and something will happen around him. A brilliant player. As I said, Arrow and Colin Montagna thought they were great for South Sydney. Latrell Mitchell, uh, big game there from him, coming up with some big plays. Really good all round for South Sydney. I think they should be happy with that game. As I said, another team uh, that missed a fair whack of tackles, 43 tackles, only uh, only bettered by the Eels, who the Eels and the Cowboys 
Rabbitohs, who missed 44 and 47. So once again, Rabbitohs are winning without playing sensationally, uh, even though it is their first win. The first two weeks they lost, uh, but they weren't impressive. This game more impressive, but I still think they're so far away from their very best. This will be the one that the Roosters will be very disappointed about uh, to look back in the rearview mirror. It's now five in a row for South Sydney over the Sydney Roosters, which is pretty incredible when you consider this rivalry. I think before the game kicked off on Friday, I saw Bloke in a bar posted only three points, so three rugby league points separate uh, these two teams over what is it, 108 odd years or even more now. I mean, pretty incredible stuff there. Uh, the Panthers 38 over the Newcastle Knights kick off Super Saturday. Look, Newcastle lost this one by 18 points. They played the vast majority of this game with uh, 12 guys on the field losing Mitch Barnett, who's one of their better players as well. So for me, they showed in the first half that they can go with the Penrith Panthers. So as much as they lost this game, as much as Penrith went 13 plus, and I know there's a lot of people that are carrying on with that, Newcastle showed to me that they are a top tier side this year. They are going to be the goods. They are not going to be the bottoms um, seller dwellers that I thought they were. So Newcastle, all things considered, Pretty damn impressive game. Uh, keep in mind, though, with Penrith, they are still missing Nathan Cleary. They are missing James Fisher-Harris. Uh, they are missing Brian Toto. They're missing Liam Martin, and they're missing Moses Leota. I'm not saying that as a negative to the Newcastle Knights. I'm just saying that as a positive for the Penrith Panthers. I still think that team that ran out for the Panthers the other night would beat the vast majority of sides. I think they would blow out a lot of sides uh, with 12 players on the field, the Knights, they, they hung in there with them, so credit to them. That left edge of Tago and May, this was no huge shock to me. We, we've been talking about this for a long time, that if they get an opportunity, they're going to brain it. Uh, five tries, three try assists, 289 metres, 78 post-contact metres, five tackle breaks, and two line breaks between them. Keep in mind as well, Isaac Tago was also denied a try in the first half where he beat about six blokes, got another line break and scored. Got it taken off him, though, which was fair. Uh, but this edge, they are going to be so damaging. And if you took Tago and May in your draft competition, uh, send me a bunch of flowers and some chockies. Would thoroughly appreciate it. Uh, Barnett, uh, this was, I mean, it was just such a brain explosion. I just, uh, and to be honest with you, I, it's a selfish thing to do. I just, I cannot get around this. I think that he's going to miss uh, a lot of rugby league here. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets upward of eight to ten weeks. Uh, I And I think he deserves it. I think anything less than six weeks is a pretty shit call, to be honest with you. I've always liked Barnett. He's always had a bit of this shit in him, though. Um, yeah, I, I don't really know how you defend this one, to be perfectly honest. It was a bonehead play. It was a selfish play. I, I think there's a fair argument that he potentially cost his team a win here. They were they were going toe-to-toe with the Panthers. They were hanging in there. This one, it, it just turned this game on its head. So, no one would be more disappointed than Mitch Barnett, and I understand that, but so he should be disappointed because his team, they have started the season unbelievably. They had a really good opportunity here to go through the first three rounds undefeated by beating the Penrith Panthers and he comes up with that. Just a shit play. Um, the Knights, they had 16 tackles. That was the best in the in the league this week behind Manly with 15 uh, in, the, in the pissing rain at Canterbury and Tigers with 10. So 16 tackles when you've got 12 on the field for a lot of this game against the defending premiers. Very impressive by Newcastle. As we said, no Cleary, James Fisher-Harris, Martin, Toto, Leota, this Panthers team, they're going to be very hard to beat this year. Uh, Eels 28 over the Storm 24. 
four. Unbelievable game. I thought Dylan Brown and Cameron Munster were the two stars of the show here. Dylan Brown, two tries, 126 metres, six tackle breaks, one line break, one line break assists, two offloads, 36 tackles with zero missed tackles. Love that from Dylan Brown. Uh, finally, he is getting the credit that he deserves because he's been doing this stuff for a couple of years, just that the stats don't show it week in, week out. Munster, he was incredible. Two try assists, 178 metres, 12 tackle breaks, one line break, two line break assists, one offload, 22 tackles. He is looking incredible at the moment. Uh, look, I thought Parramatta's pack did pretty damn well. Uh, Papa Lee, Paulo Brown, Regan Campbell-Gillard, they all went for 150-plus metres, and they all went for uh, more than 60 post-contact metres. Very impressive. All the stats pointed to a Melbourne win. If you go and have a look at the stat sheet, everything will tell you that, Par- that the Melbourne Storm should have won this game. Parramatta, they found a way to win it, despite shitting the bed in, in, in the back end, to be honest with you. Uh, they were up 24-18, 75th minute. The ball had to be in the hands of Mitch Moses to kick a field goal or to come up with a play. It ended up in the hands of Sean fucking Lane, who came up with an absolute shocker. Just bonehead plays that you cannot come up with against the Melbourne Storm when you get in clutch moments. Parramatta, they will improve, though. Uh, there was plenty that they did well, though. I thought their second phase footy really worried the Melbourne Storm. Um, to go down there and score 28 points is a really good effort. Uh, obviously, Ray Stone, the hero of the day, came up with a huge play in Golden Point. Came up with a huge play earlier as well that was off the back of a Jerome Hughes kick out on the foot, which was very un-Melbourne. But Ray Stone just shows the attitude and determination that he is well known for. I know a lot of people want to bag him after the finals last year. But this is the sort of shit that me and Denham were talking about, that he's an absolute goer and you just want him in your team. He scores two tries in the last 10 minutes here uh, for the Parramatta Eels to beat the Melbourne Storm. Two tries that he probably shouldn't have scored, but he put himself in a position to be there. The last one, definitely the highlight. So well done to Parramatta. Melbourne, I'm not really reading too much into this. Um, Yeah, they played well. Uh, Parramatta were just better. Uh, Had a few things go their way in the back end, but they deserved it. Uh, Raiders 24 over the Titans 22. Raiders' first half was a fucking train wreck. Uh, They're their own worst enemy. At the 30th minute, they'd completed 35%. 35% completion rate. They do not have the defensive grit at the moment to to play like that. They need to be up around that 70% to give themselves a chance. Uh, the Titans' first half was sensational. I actually thought the halves looked really mature, in particular Toby Sexton. I know a lot of people are giving him shit. Came up with a couple of poor plays later, but this is who the Titans are, and this is what I said all preseason, and this is when I got in trouble off Titans fans. They all blew up over the first two weeks. This is who the Titans are. Yeah, they're going to lose more games like this in the future, and it's okay. They are a young squad. They are developing. I know that Titans fans want success now. They want to be a top eight team now. You are building this team for two or three years down the track. And I know that sucks to hear. I know that you you want to be successful now. But it is going to take time. And this is exactly what I said all preseason. They came out. What are they now? Uh, one and two. Uh, they they you know they they took it to Para, to Parramatta in week one. I think they conceded thirty eight points. I mean, yes, it was impressive, but they still need to sort a bit of shit out here to be a proper uh, NRL side to lead twenty two nil. And uh, to let that slip, very disappointing. Uh, There's a couple of plays at the back end. There was obviously the Toby Sexton intercept, which, you know, a guy shot up. He saw an opportunity. I love that Sexton backs himself, but it just wasn't the play in that moment. And that's what maturity does. He will get that as he moves forward. I heard Benji Marshall talking after the game, and he sort of said, look, I didn't learn to close out a game until I was 30 years old. Yeah, that's Benji Marshall, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. So it is going to take time. Be patient with your Titans. Don't go too heavy on them. They are going to find a way. 
they every single time this sort of shit happens to them, and it won't be the last time, there will be a lot of disappointing losses for the Titans this year. They will learn lessons from it, and they will improve each time, and it will pay dividends in the future. So just... Just don't freak out, Titans fans. You knew, it, you should have known that this was the sort of stuff that was going to happen to you this year because you are running with a young spider. It is bold, but they have all got huge potential for the future. You just need to stick with them and back your boys in. I thought Rapana was unbelievable. I spoke about him on uh, Instagram, his roaming role. He was just so damaging. What a fucking nightmare to deal with. I thought when Starling came on and he was playing front foot footy with Chuck White and Rapana, he was great. I'm not overly convinced on starting with Frawley, but I don't know what other options they've got realistically. I thought Tomoko was sensational as well. Uh, the way that they're able to use him down the left edge and just how damaging he can be. He's a real star. We've always been a big fan of Matty Tomoko. Okay. Brad Schneider, our boy. Congratulations to him. He's been, you know, he's pretty quiet in his first game, made a heap of tackles, came up with a couple of poor plays. Uh, that's what young halves are going to do. It's going to take time. But when the crunch moments came here, he put himself in the right spot. He, he, he set up the two tries to win it for Canberra and then kicked the goal at the end. So congratulations to Brad Schneider, just his third game of first grade. Uh, the Raiders are now 2-1. and one. They have lost the only game and they got slapped in the only game. The Brad Schneider didn't play. Uh, Tommy Starling and Jordan Rapana, Jack White and sensational in this one as well. So well done to the Canberra Raiders. Titans unlucky, but uh, lessons to be learned, things to take away from this, things to improve on in the future. It's going to take time. Be patient. Uh, then we had Sunday afternoon, the Cowboys taking on the Brisbane Broncos. Cowboys 38 over the Broncos 12. Uh, the Cowboys halves were incredible. They were just crazy. I can't see Drinkwater getting anywhere near this side anytime soon. Uh, it was 8-6 to six to the Cowboys after 37 minutes. Uh, it was 30-6 to six in the last 43 minutes. So the Broncos Unfortunately, they look like the Broncos of old the last, you know, two years where it just looked like Suncorp Stadium was the last fucking place they wanted to be. That right edge for Brisbane is so underwhelming, it's not even funny. And if you are a podcast listener of, of this one, it probably is more underwhelming than ever because I took them up so much. But they are just missing by so far. Tony Staggs, he is, he's just lacking confidence at the moment. He looks pretty shattered. Uh, he just needs a he, he needs one or two big players to really get himself back into the game. Super coach wise fuck, it's getting tough. I mean, he's scoring 30, 35, uh, Katoni Staggs, and he's not playing anywhere near his best. So when he does hit some form, which he will eventually, uh, he's going to be great. He was probably shown up a little bit in defense as well, taking on Val Holmes, who had a fantastic game at center. He was braining it. Uh, Nanai, three tries off kicks. Unbelievable. Such a good effort. Freakish stuff. I'll tell you what I loved about Nano. I know last week, I think he missed 10 tackles, which is very disappointing. Only missed three this week. Yes, the three tries were great. All off kicks. You don't see that from second rowers often. You probably haven't seen it ever, to be perfectly honest with you. But for him to, to improve his defense like that in a week, it really shows the attitude of this kid. So very happy to see how he went. I thought for Brisbane, Haas and Carrigan, they were big through the middle. Um, they just, I don't know. Some I, I can't read Brisbane at the moment. I don't know what on earth is going on there. I thought they played pretty poorly the first two weeks and won. That was great. They played pretty poorly the other night and got really slapped to this Cowboys team. I tipped them for the spoon along with many other people. I think we've got to reassess this one. I'm not even sure if this team is a bottom four side. I'm not even sure if they're a bottom eight side, to be honest with you. They are playing some really good footy. Also, this one was away from home for the Cowboys as well, so a good knock there. That's one thing that I was worried about. In saying that, they did go to Brisbane. Uh, it's kind of the closest thing to a home game. I'm looking forward to when they have to go to Sydney and Melbourne and everything. But right now, you can't push back on the Cowboys and how they have improved. They look sensational. Shout-out to my boy, Ruben Cotter. Uh, 60 minutes, 160 metres, 70 post-contact metres, 17. Tackle breaks, 30 tackles. Uh, the boy can play. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's move to the last game, the Manly Seagulls 13 over the Canterbury Bulldogs 12. Uh, pretty damp and die game. Uh, pretty grim sort of watching, to be honest with you. Close game, Canterbury. They're going to hang in there. I-, I thought that Manly threw a lot more at Canterbury than what they have over the last few weeks. I thought in their the, in their attack, they were a lot better than what they have been the last few weeks. Tommy Turbo sort of injected himself in different spots. This Canterbury side, they're a good defensive side, though. Yeah, they, uh, they do show up. They've got a couple of guys that you expect to be spot defenders, but they just seem to be making it work. They've played a couple of games in the rain, so maybe that has helped them. But the, when, I, when I look at them and just the structure of their defense, I think they're a pretty decent side, to be honest with you. So disappointing for Canterbury, but a good knock to hang in this game. Manly at home, uh, first game at home after being underwhelming the first two weeks with arguably the best player in this competition uh, was going to be tough. Wakeham came in for Jake Avarillo. You will, if you've been a long-time Guru listener, you'll know that we've been a fan of Wakeham for a couple of years. Um, it's probably 18 months or so ago we, we were very high on him. Uh, we just thought it was going to take time. I still think it is going to take time, but I'll be honest with you, I thought they looked better with him at seven. you got to keep in mind as well, it was disrupted. Uh, you had him go off for HIA for 15 minutes. You had Beyond Iodo come on. So a little bit all over the place. Also not great conditions for rugby league. He did score the first try, but uh, pretty average try, to be honest with you. Not a heap to read into that. I thought Dufty was fantastic for Canterbury as well. He, he really went at them. He came up with a couple of big grabs and a couple of big plays. So Dufty doing well at Canterbury. As I said, I thought Turbo tried all night. He tried to inject himself in different spots that he hasn't been over the first two weeks. And I think in better conditions, uh, he probably would have had more more impact. Very hard in those conditions to have uh, any more impact than what he probably did. Uh, but I think Turbo, you will see more and more of him out, over the next few weeks. I thought Beyond Iodo, as I said, when he came on the field, he was solid. Paul Vaughan was great. 150 metres, 30 tackles. Max King only played about 32 minutes. I'm not sure if there was an injury there or whatever, but his offloads, uh, they're going to be so crucial for Canterbury this year. They can really play off the back of them, but I think he's got to be on the field for longer for Manly Spine. That was their best game of the season. Thus far, they finally looked like uh, the old Manly side, still only winning by a point, looking really scrappy, but looking more like Manly this week than they have in the first two weeks, considering the, the conditions and everything. I thought Foles had a really good game as well. Been a bit quiet the first two weeks, Foles, so to see him uh, throw that pass in the rain like that. Very experienced play, good to see. Uh, unfortunately, Morgan Harper had a pretty poor game, and to be honest with you, I think he's had a poor start to the season. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Cooler come in next week for Morgan Harper. I think it might be a necessary change. I think Harper could go back to Reggie's, uh, sort himself out, get back to where he was, and then he, he could definitely fight his way back into that team. He's a good center, Morgan Harper. Uh, but the last two weeks haven't been sensational. And probably the way uh, that he finished last season as well what wasn't his best too. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Cooler come in. It's probably a change that I would make. And maybe it's just that little bit of spark, that little bit of change uh, that the Manly Seagulls might need. Guys, about to head into Bloke in a Bar Studios, going to record our big review. Myself, Denon, and Shandor Earl joining us. A couple of big topics to get into and revealing each and every game from round three in depth. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.